is Elliot Tree signing on. Beginning recording number, I don't even know. We've got eight cases going at once. <laughs> Thank you, sir. We're more than happy to solve that mystery for you. Make that nine cases. Anyway, we have a lot going on, and I think I've already mixed up the recordings. So if you're listening in the wake of a massive nuclear fallout, good luck with this recording and the fallout. Are you sure this isn't a sign of the apocalypse? We have never had more than two cases at once. We usually have four going at a time, but nine is big, even for me. Wait, I didn't know we had extra cases. That's because I do them in my spare time. <laughs> so to take a break from work, you do more work. No, no, I only do the really fun cases on my own. I save the boring ones for both of us. If these are the boring cases, I hate to imagine what a fun case looks like. But nine cases? I don't know how I'd get them done on my own in normal circumstances. And most of these are time sensitive. We could split up. <laughs> I'm serious, Elle. It's been long enough. I've learned a lot. I think I could handle it. I don't know. I can't just give you any case. What about Mr. Daniel's daffodil dispute? And have you stumble into the complicated politics of the town's changelings? Not likely. Okay, could I try the cat caper? That's just about cats, right? Cats and aliens. Come on, Elliot. There has to be a case I can do on my own. Look, it's not personal, but actually, hold on. I do have a case for you. It's one of my regulars, actually. Shouldn't be too hard. Sid Jensen, huh? Great guy. 70 years old, great tipper, but only if you like squash from his garden. This says he's a weekly customer. Oh, yeah. He'll swing by on Wednesdays to tell me he'll be missing on Thursday. It's your job to find him and bring him home on Friday. You want me to play hide-and-seek with an old man? Not at all. Sid definitely goes missing. I've never seen him on Thursdays. <laughs> well, it's my own case, at least. I can work with this. Trust me, this case is a breeze. Not even you could mess it up. Log date, uh, today. I can't believe Elliot gave me her easiest case. I don't think she trusts me to handle anything else, but after today, she's gonna eat her words. Welcome back to the recording! No, that doesn't sound right either. Anyway, I, I can't find the old man, but it's nothing to panic about yet. I've got this. Quick amendment to my previous statement. <laughs> I don't got this. Mr. Jensen came in on Wednesday, just like Elliot said he would, and I looked for him all on Thursday and Friday, but he's nowhere to be found. You would not believe the day I've had. Of course, Mr. Daniels won't listen to my changeling theory because he blames Mrs. Pataffy's dog. And then, while I was tracking the strange footprints in their yards, I just happened to stumble across the solution to the case of Mrs. Alvarez's carrots because one of William Child's goats keeps ending up in her yard. <sighs> Granted, now I'm trying to figure out how the goat could have gotten all the way across town. Anyway, how's your case going? Oh, um, my case? It's, well... You know, I've been taking my time and... You haven't solved it, have you? No! I've checked the whole Jensen property. I searched his old office, I scoured the car wash and the duck pond literally anywhere he's been before. I looked at that cafe, Latte Love. You checked Latte Love? Yes, and he wasn't there. They Latte Love in Ocean View? No, the, the local one. Hold on, why should I check in Ocean View? Because he always ends up in Ocean View's Latte Love. Why didn't you tell me that before? I thought I did. In any case, you know now. By now, he's probably found his way home, so we won't have any squash this week. How do you know he's found his way home? I mean, I guess. I don't know for sure. You know, I've never not found him before. 
What do I do now then? In turn, I would like nothing more than to help you, but I have another nine cases to solve. We had nine to begin with, and I've got one of them. I picked up another two on the road. <laughs> you know what they say, when it rains, you're probably going to get wet. <laughs> Nobody says that. Anyway, I've got a golden nab at the cemetery. I just stopped by to grab salt, a whisk, and a framed picture of Bernadette, just in case. Good luck with Sid. I don't even know why she needs a framed photograph of my grandma. <sighs> I still can't believe she finds more cases while I mess up my only case. No, wait. Elliot gave me this case, so I can do it. I just need a game plan. I'll hit up the Latte Love in Ocean View. If he's not there, I can work my way back here to see if anyone's found him. Thank goodness Mr. Jensen is supposed to be at a coffee shop, though. I'm already tired. The sooner I can get some coffee in me, the better. Almost forgot the tape recorder. Pull yourself together, intern. It's always important to take time out of my day to answer questions, and a busy week is no exception. Welcome, friends, to Elliot Unmasks the Unknown. Huh, that name was actually pretty good. <laughs> but enough of that. None of you came to me for my naming skills. Rosa, however, had a question about baking, asking how much sugar is an appropriate amount for a rhubarb pie. Now, I know enough to understand that this question is really meant to have nothing to do with sugar content. Rosa, I'm sure, has found herself in the position that every woman will eventually be facing, baking for a supernatural purpose. Whether it's to appease troublesome sprites, worship a local deity, or make deals with a fae, sooner or later every person will find their commercial cookbook has failed them. Rosa, my best advice is to use your grandmother's recipe. There's something powerful about utilizing the oral tradition. Don't have a grandmother? Don't worry, it's perfectly fine to use a substitute grandmother. Any age strangers will do in a pinch. Next, we've got a question by Carl, who wants to know... Oh, oh, we're gonna have to put this on hold. I think I found a clue to my ghost case. I don't understand how you do it, Elliot. Do what? You know, how you solve the cases. You manage to think up these elaborate solutions, which I can't do. And then you actually somehow solve the mystery, which I definitely can't do. Are you still working on Sid's case? He'll probably be back tomorrow to tell us he's going to vanish. You don't understand. Nobody knows where he is. I checked Latte Love, no dice. So I went to his home, and his wife hasn't seen him since Thursday when he last vanished. In fact, nobody has seen Sid Jensen since last week. I thought maybe his age might have factored into it, but he's not in any of the nearby hospitals or morgues. <sighs> How do you make it look so easy? An encyclopedic knowledge of the unknown, a camera, and a sturdy whisk. The whisk seems new. It is, but I can't believe I've traveled without one for so long. So handy. Do you think it's going to help me find Mr. Jensen? Oh, no. It's just useful in case you stumble across a box of eggs or a small but fast-growing storm spirit. Both of which came up in my mystery solving last weekend. Only two cases to go. Does that mean you can help me? Intern, you asked for this case and I deemed you ready. Well, mostly ready. Still... Must you sully that moment? Yes, Elliot, I'm at my wit's end here. None of my leads have panned out. Mr. Jensen doesn't seem to be dead, or in a hospital, or in one of the seven latte loves that even remotely border this town. By now, I know all of his favorite spots. I've checked with all his family. There just doesn't seem to be a reason he's gone. Well, right off the bat, I know one thing you're doing wrong. What? Those hypotheses are stupid. I've worked with Sid for months now. He's still coherent and is in sound health. He loves his family too, so he's not about to disappear suddenly. You have to start thinking outside the box, intern. If an idea isn't working for you, there's no point in wasting your efforts trying to get it to work. Find a new theory. Right. 
what am I supposed to think happened? He's actually a government agent? Made a bad deal with some supernatural creature? Gotten himself trapped in a parallel dimension? Now you're thinking! Elliot, you might be able to anchor these wild theories to reality, but I don't think I can. Have you tried? No. Then how do you know it won't work? When have my ideas worked? Even the cases I think I've solved end up having a vague conclusion that proves nothing. That can't be entirely true. What about the Ramirez case with the leprechauns? Do you really think I was the one to think of leprechauns? Oh. Hmm. There was that case with the mysterious footprints. When I accidentally stepped on said mysterious footprints? Or the case with the accountant? Definitely not me. Wait, there was the case of the frozen waffle. That was just because you don't know how to work the toaster. Yeah. Well, you sure did. <sighs> you know, it's not exactly comforting to know the only thing I bring to the table is knowledge related to household kitchen machinery. I'm sure you'll figure something out on your own. Actually, you'll have to, because I think I've just figured out a break in the Stevens case. Which one is that again? Pretty sure their kitchenware is being haunted, but I didn't make the connection until you mentioned the toaster. Why couldn't I have figured out a break in my own case? I'm sure you'll figure something out. In the meantime, though, have you seen my lucky screwdriver anywhere? Yeah. Hold on. Elliot, you have to take this case now. I've tried all the wild theories I can think of, but I can't find Mr. Jensen. He didn't even come in today. What did you try? I've scoured government documents looking for proof he's an agent, interrogated his entire family looking for any clue of government or supernatural influences in his life. I dug into the world of parallel dimensions and even called Miss Gabran. Adeline? Oh, I would have gone with May if you wanted parallel dimensions. Adeline's great, but she usually works with corporeal beings. The point is, I still have no idea where Mr. Jensen could be. Hmm. That's all you can say? Hmm? Mr. Jensen might be totally lost because I couldn't solve this case. Maybe. I thought you'd be more concerned than this. At the very least, he's your squash dealer. He's also a fairly good friend, but I'm not worried. Elliot, I have literally proven this week that I'm not capable of solving even the easiest case on your roster. You've solved more cases without me. And honestly, I think the best thing I can do at this point is quit. <laughs> quit what? Quit working for you. I'm not cut out for this job. Says who? Says the fact that I managed to lose a man. I think that's a skill plenty of women would love to have. <laughs> Not funny, Al. So you lose a man. Who cares? That's just an average Tuesday for us. No, that's an average Tuesday for you. And it's average because you'd have found the man by Wednesday. And it's about time you realize I'm not at your level. What have you listened to? What? What have you listened to when solving this case? Uh... Jazz? <laughs> no, no. I mean, you've clearly listened to me because you tried a number of viable options that I'd agreed with, and you listened with your head because you tried a number of really stupid options in the name of logic. You know I hate it when you use air quotes around the word logic. Because your logic is very flawed, intern, but that's besides the point. My question is, have you listened to your gut? No. Well, that's your problem. Sometimes you know the answer all along, you just don't know that you know, you know? I don't think I know. Once you listen to your gut, I'm sure you'll solve this case. All my gut is saying is that I'd sure love some Chinese takeout. Well then, takeout is on me. I'm all out of cases to solve anyway. Plus, it'll give you more time to solve this mystery. I just said I was quitting. You can't quit. You've got a case to figure out. Elliot, that's not how it works. I don't think she's going to take no for an answer. At least not until I prove my gut is worthless. So, gut, anytime you'd like to start talking... 
I think I'm just going to take a break. Hello, friends, and welcome back to... Oh no, I forgot what I was calling it. Well, no point reminiscing about the past. I still have a question from Carl to answer. Though it's not so much a question than a statement. Apparently, he thinks his wife is a witch who cursed him after their divorce. That's a bold claim, Carl. Especially since witches are the worst kind of human. Using magic? It's it's cheating at life. Witches wave their wands, tap into primordial forces, and just skip the proverbial line. And I've got history on my side. I mean, just look at all the myths and fairy tales condemning witches. Have you heard of Rapunzel? She's only called that because a witch forced her parents to name her after a type of lettuce. So the real question for you should be, is your firstborn named after Produce Carl? Finally, I've got a letter from Clarice wondering why her neighbor always brings the best baked goods to PTA meetings. Okay guys, this is advice for everyone involved, but I'd suggest knowing exactly where your meal's coming from. Your neighbor's advantage might come from their access to grandmotherly figures or a coveted crop of rhubarb, but it could just as easily be enchanted. I wouldn't put it past a witch to cheat their way up the PTA hierarchy. Actually, now that I think about it, did your neighbor just divorce a guy named Carl? Listeners, it's been roughly 20 minutes since I solved the last case, and I am bored. Uh, Is this what it's like to have a desk job? Should I start wearing a power suit and making bad jokes about Mondays? I did it! I actually did it! Oh. My. Gosh. Are those squash from Sid's garden? Did you steal your own tip? Intern, I love squash as much as the next person, but think of the moral implications. No! What? I got these as a tip from Mr. Jensen himself. You found him? Yep. The squash. Sorry about that. I didn't mean to hug you that hard. Oh, that was a hug? It felt like a tackle. I'm just so excited. I knew you could solve it. At least I was pretty sure you could. (laughs) How did you do it? Oddly enough, the gut thing worked. I kept thinking maybe something had gotten mixed up and he'd just show up a week late. So the first place I checked this morning was the Latte Love in Ocean View, and there he was. Confused and disoriented, but there. Did you know how we got there? No idea. And is that driving you crazy? Nope, I'm just proud I solved the case. Really? Absolutely not. The mystery is killing me. But still, you found him, so technically you solved your first case. Would you like to do the honors? Really? You earned it. Okay. Um, I guess this is the end of case number one. For me, anyway. If, on the insanely off chance, you are not Elliot and are listening to these tapes... During the apocalypse. Sure. Anyway, whoever you are, I hope you have a good day. This is Intern, signing off. This has been a production of Real Contender Storytelling. Elliot Tree is created by Brittany Vance and Bree Porter. Written by Brittany Vance. Starring the voice talents of Cassidy Davis as Elliot Tree and CJ Lindsay as The Intern. Original theme music by Michael Bean Cardi. You can find his music on SoundCloud. For more information about this and other productions, be sure to visit us at realcontender.com. That's R E E L contender.com. Thank you. <laughs>